You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The Car Feature. Time for our car feature. We're chatting to Eugene Herbert, the CEO of Master Drive. So what are those tips that we need when driving during load shedding? Give us a call and share some of your experiences. 11 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Welcome to the show, Eugene. How are you doing? Hi, Eugene. Hi, Lebu. Sorry, I just had to unmute. Well, thank you and yourself. I'm good. I am good. So many of us absolutely dread um, the load shedding because even if you're not at home trying to get things done or at work where there isn't a generator trying to get things done, being on the road uh, can almost feel like it's 10 times worse. Uh, Lebu, if I can just share with you, I've just come back from the Netherlands. There's a an international driving conference there, driver training conference. And when we shared our challenges and I said to these guys about load shedding, they, they gave you this big blank look and they said, so what? Well, that impacts on crashes, accidents, uh, road rage, and all sorts of things like that. And then they sit back and they think, wow, we didn't know you had those challenges. So yeah, let's talk about how we can deal with some of them. So wait. Not to say that they have power outages, you know, in countries like the Netherlands, but let's assume that they've got a light down. I mean, do they have other things in place um, that it's it's a rare occasion? I must just share with you, we had people from Poland, Greece, um, Ireland, uh, France, Belgium, and, and the UK. And all of them, and I don't know if you've ever driven the roads in the UK, the highways, if there's a crash, you know, in South Africa, it takes about 10 years to clean, to clear the highway so that you can get going again. It happens so quickly and so efficiently there that you hardly notice it. And so when they have outages, and I'm sure they do, although in the week that I was there, I never saw one. Yes. Let's accept that there's reality. And of course, people are a lot more obedient to the, the recommendations. And if I can just use one, for example, we know that if traffic lights are out, you should treat it as a four-way stop. Yes. And therefore, in those countries, uh, first world countries, they will do that. They will allow the person that enters the the the, the uh, intersection first to go through. In South Africa, no, we don't. We want to go through there. And of course, we then are dodging the taxi that's just coming from the left side. So mm-hmm. One of the things that we seriously recommend is that learn what it means when something is a four-way stop. Yes. And give other people an opportunity also to proceed through the intersection. If you do that, you will get to your destination. And B, you're not going to get involved in some type of road rage incident where somebody's going to want to take a baseball bat to your motor car. Yes, yes. All right, so let's talk about what some of those um, tips are beyond downloading, you know, possibly apps that can give you real time what's happening in traffic. What are the things that one can do, you know, especially when it comes to staying safe? Because, you know, yesterday we were interviewing the author of a junior version of a K-53, which I think many South Africans that are adults and with their licenses on the road need to read. We are terrible on our roads, absolutely terrible. Everybody is always in a hurry somewhere that they completely disobey 
um, exactly as you said, that when the lights are down, they don't wait for, okay, I was the, the last person, so now I need to wait for everybody to go before my turn. Yeah, yeah. Levi, if I can just share some things, and, and this is not rocket science, please. So it's not like we're trying to change people's whole lives. We are basically creatures of habit. So think about this. Mm. We leave for work at the same time, and we leave the office at the same time to go home. So one of the sure ways that you can make some type of concession is just having a look at the time, possibly negotiating with your boss some flexi time, so that you don't travel in peak traffic. Because I'm sure that everybody will agree, that is when uh, load shedding has its biggest implications. So have a look at what our daily habits are when it comes to leaving from the office or for the office or from the office to go home. And then, of course, there's always the option, COVID has proved it, that we can engage in certain activities from our home. So if we don't have to be on the road, surely we're not going to experience some of the frustrations that uh, take place. And what that tends to lead to is let's say, for example, you leave a little bit late and you've now got to be on on station at a certain time. You start getting impatient. You start getting anxious. Your stress levels increase. Why do we do this to ourselves? Mm. So leave with adequate time. You know, if you normally take a trip an hour or half an hour, just double that time. You can at least stop on the other side and have a cup of coffee. And that way, if you feel pressurized, you're going to reason with yourself and say, no, I have left. I have plenty of time. And that positive affirmation will help us to make the drive a lot more positive experience. Okay. So, and, and I think that's a very good start, though there is some weird psychology that um, even when people are on time or they, they are traveling leisurely, they, they want to be in a hurry. I don't know if you've noticed, Eugene, when you get to the airport and you're all getting on the same flight, they're those people that want to rush and I, they are running to the front and I don't understand why. I used to think maybe the first 10 people on a plane get a gift or something. <laughs> you know what, Levin? Just think about it what, if we've traveled recently. And I like this. Certainly domestic. It's not so great international. Yes. But please stand up two rows at a time. Remember in the time when people used to stand up at the back and wait in queue and then get very impatient? Yes. I think one good thing has come out of that travel is that you sit and you wait. You don't get off any later, but you, you're a lot less stressed. So I think this taught us some good lessons on how we can manage our times in travel in general. But Not also your, your seats are pre-allocated. And then yeah. the worst, the ones that are sitting towards the front and not necessarily the business class, the ones that got in first, they look at you like you're making them late to go somewhere. So I think South Africans, we genuinely have a problem that we always want to be in a hurry, whether we're on time yeah. or so, not. Never have you ever done the walk of shame? Which is the walk of shame where you're, where you're the one that delayed the plane? Yes. Yes, I and have. And you walk down there <laughs> and they all give you a big round of applause. <laughs> I've done that walk with a smile on my face and I'm like, thank you so much for waiting for me and for this VIP treatment. So, <laughs> but let's go back <laughs> to I? now the roads, right? Is there, yeah. other than managing your time as best as possible, checking your schedule. I mean, on my phone, I have 
um, the load shedding schedule for all the areas that I need to drive to for work or for like my son's school and for my area so that I'm aware as to when the lights are out. When um, So I also try to, to um, plan a little bit better. Once you are in the road and you are seeing that lights are out, people are frustrated, what are some of the things that you can do when you are there? <laughs> Yes, some great things. Firstly, let's not do what the taxis do. And I'm not going to criticize them because they, no, 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 no. They've, we got, need, we, they've got to get people to work. We, we need but to criticize them. In the yellow lane. Yes, thank you. I was going to say we must criticize them if they're riding in the yellow lane. It drives me nuts because that is an emergency lane. It is, uh, you know, like, let's not do that. But understand the taxi driver is probably under pressure to, to make his money and his passengers are chasing him. But you and I, if we're driving on the road, let's keep to the designated lanes. That's the first thing. The second thing is try and make our environment as pleasant as possible. So listen to 702. Uh, there's a great station. I don't know if you've heard about it. Thank you. Listen to 702 <laughs> in, in the traffic. You get some great tips for driving and have some music. And then, of course, always, and I found this in recent years that I've done, always travel with some water because there's nothing worse than being thirsty and you're sitting in traffic and now you start thinking. And by the way, also take a toilet break before you get into the traffic. Yes. There's nothing worse than being caught up and crossing your legs to, to, to form X's and zeros. Yes, yes. Okay, so... Uh, can I share one last point with you that I think that uh, we, we need to take cognizance of? Two things. Let's obey the rules of the road. Everybody's in the same position as what we are in if there's load shedding. But here's another one. And as a company, we have this mantra, drive nice, it's contagious. So mm -hmm. be courteous. Not only do you feel better, but the person that is on the receiving end of your courtesy, probably you've made a difference to their day. And wouldn't it be nice if we could all do that for fellow motorists? Completely agreed. All right, we need to take a quick break. Give us a call, 011-8830702 in the WhatsApp line, 0727021702. What are your tips for being on the road and driving during load shedding? 702. The car feature. And our car feature for today, we're talking about tips on driving during load shedding with Eugene Herbert, CEO of Master Drive. And we're taking your calls, 011-8830702 and the WhatsApp line, 072-702-1702. Um, Eugene, I'm just thinking about the fact that, um, you know, we were talking earlier about the blood pressure and the stress and being in a hurry. And we received the following voice note. You actually made me laugh. Because also I thought if people just rush, you know, to, you know, to be the first in the plane, they get something. So I used to rush and I got nothing. So now I just take my time just to jump into a plane. That's it. I don't even mind being the last one to walk in because my seat is allocated. Anyways, so Eugene, um, we're in, <laughs> you're in the traffic um, and one of the apps that works amazingly for me is Waze. So what I will do is before I leave, and I'm not talking about in the car, even before I get in the car, um, somebody would say to me, why are you using a navigator to get home? Don't you know your way home? Yes, I know my way home, but I don't know what's happening with traffic on the roads. Um, you know, Lebo, just before we go to that, let me just share a last interesting experience, uh, travel, air travel. Had a, had a friend, very large, 
a big gentleman. Yes. You know what? He'd walk down the aisle and people would see him coming. And you know, there's that middle seat that is like the last one to be taken. Yes. So what you can imagine, he's walking down the aisle. He looks at it, stops for a moment, then carries on. And you can almost see the sigh of relief in the people knowing that. And then you know what he does? What? He stops and he takes a step back and he has another look at it. So to make people <laughs> panic and freak out. Yeah. Oh, goodness. But, just talking about the various applications, I change between Google Maps and Waze because yes. I sometimes find each one gives me a slightly different direction. And and I agree with you. And besides which, you know, we are creatures of habit. We tend to drive an autopilot to a significant degree. And if we've got a little bit of a hand over there, and, and if you're using your, your, your Google Maps or Waze properly, you don't have to watch it. You can listen to the instructions that's given. And if I'm picking up on your point, do it before you start driving. Because once you've started, you've already committed to the road you're going to take, the intersection that you're going to go through. So rather get a better understanding. You know, Van Buren Road in Gauteng is always terrible when you're leaving for the airport. So by checking it beforehand, I can see whether there's an accident or not. And then I just take the off route and I go through Bedford View, the back road. It gives me peace of mind to know that I have another option. And that is one of the good things that we can take out of this. Okay. And then, I mean, we've spoken about the yellow um, lanes and why it is that people should not be using them. Um, but there is a person um, who is saying to us that he's got a different experience and approach. Tell you this. So I'm about, well, I used to be in my th- early 30s, late 20s, and um, I'm, a, I'm a young blonde girl and I look young and everything as well. And then I would be on the highway or somewhere and then there'd be a guy who's like my dad's age, like he could have been my dad. And then they would like overtake me or they wouldn't give me a space or they'd do something like wrong on the road. And I'd go up, like I'd, I'd make sure that I get next to them, just right next to them, and I'd look at them, and I'd just put the sad face on and just shake my head in utter disappointment out of how they behaved. You should see how well they drive after that. It is ridiculous, but it is so good. So that's my kind of passive-aggressive way of dealing with um, inconsiderate drivers thanks so much for a great show bye thank you i I also look at people hey and i i I either like wave my finger at them not my middle finger that one that's like i'm watching you because people must feel bad for their bad behavior on the road um when we are approaching intersections because obviously those are the ones um where we'll face challenges um what should we be doing how else can we be more cautious by the way just as a tip for you you can you always use three fingers because then there's plausible deniability. <laughs> so <laughs> as you approach an intersection, and yes, we're, uh, and the training we do is on defensive driver training. If you can see the traffic light is out, what is it that makes us ride on the tail of the car in front of us? Stop, start, stop, start all the time. Why don't we just look ahead, see what is happening at the intersection, and gauge our speed accordingly so that by the time we arrive at the intersection, there's going to be minimal waiting time. Because remember, part of the challenge that we now experience as a result, and it typically won't happen in traffic, but when you come to a stop at an intersection, you're exposed from two points of view. 
there could be a possible hijacking, and that can be a subject of discussion for another day, or smash and grab. So we mustn't be so focused on what the intersection is doing that we forget to look around us and make sure that there's not, nothing else that could impact negatively on our driving experience. And uh, not all are blondes like the other lady that uh, distract men in other ways. We need to be aware of what's going on. And, and here's one thing, please, for heaven's sake. Um, that's not the time to be sitting talking on your cell phone. Mm. Because if you do, you're cognitively impaired and you won't notice what's going on. And before you realize you spend too much time, somebody rides up into your tail end and now there's reason for you and I to get upset. So uh, obeying the rules, being proactive and ensure that you drive in a manner that you feel others should replicate would make us get to our destination safely. One more voice note. The, the traffic lights at Casa Gauri have been out for literally months. It's unbelievable that a major intersection like this is unattended by either JMPD nor repaired by JRA to get the traffic lights to work. Absolute chaos every morning, absolute chaos every afternoon. Do they give a hoot? Unbelievable. Johannesburg, a world-class African city. World-class African city, yeah, with intersections not working. Eugene, thank you so much for sharing all of those tips with us, and I hope we are able to stay cool, calm, and collected, whether we are grappling with a stage one load shedding or even your stage six. Whatever it is, it is not that urgent that you should be risking your life or the lives of others. That's our car feature for today.